You're listening to another episode of the Sacred Changemakers podcast. My name is Jane Warrillow, and I have a great guest lined up for you today. Now, this podcast, as you know, it's about change and transformation, but not just any old change. We believe in change as a force for good, which lies at the intersection of three things, personal, professional, and social transformation. So come with us on a journey as we go behind the scenes with people who are making a real difference in our world. Each episode, we're going to be diving deeply into topics at the intersection. Sometimes we'll be interviewing thought leaders, and sometimes we'll be leading deep dive conversations, tackling the challenging issues of our times. Now, our guest on the podcast this week is Dr. Al Spicer, founder and CEO of Extraordinary Life Inc. He specializes in supporting senior level executives to sharpen their leadership edge and harness their potential. As a trusted confidant and advisor for executives in small to mid-sized organizations and family businesses, he helps them lead in a VUCA world. This includes helping them solve people problems, hone strategic thinking amidst increasing complexity, dodging blind spots and diffusing burnout. In short, hone their agility at the turbulent intersection between their life, leadership and legacy and enjoy their extraordinary life. So welcome, Al. Thanks, Jane. I'm so thrilled to be with you today. Uh, I've been very much looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, we've known each other now, Al, for I think it's about a decade. <laughs> oh, gosh, don't say that. Is it really that long? Wow. I think it is. And yeah, it's you, been a while. you were also on the advisory board for Sacred Changemakers, which I really am grateful for. And thank you so much for your contribution there. Um, and I know, I really do know how much wisdom that you have to share with our listeners. So I really want to dive in deep with you today. But before we do that, uh, you know, our listeners have heard your professional bio and I'd love them to get to know a little bit about the real life human that's behind that professional bio. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, I appreciate that question. Uh, there's there's a lot to it. And um, I guess if I was to put it into a succinct journey, because I do look at life as a journey, just like extraordinary living or life is a journey. Um, you know, it's it's a twisted path. I mean, really, I started out um, if you at the very beginning, I think it informed the rest of my life, which is my father tragically um, died in a car crash actually before I was born. A lot of people don't know that, but, but um, so that really kind of interestingly set the, the tone and template for my future, needless to say. And little did I know, you know, through my life, how, how significant that would be in terms of the choices I made, because what I distilled all of it down to was sort of starting with that adversity right from the beginning. Um, it, I later discovered that it really did... Um, give me this thirst, this quest for what's it all about? Like, what's really life all about? What are we really here for? What's, what really matters? Um, both from the sense of knowing how precious life is and that your life can be taken in a moment. I, he was 24 years, 25 years old when, when wow. this happened. So, um, and then on the other hand, recognizing that um, we can just do such extraordinary things um, with our lives, you know, and that we, we really are here to be joyful and happy and successful and contribute and, and support each other. I, I like to say we're sort of just these human beings. We're all human beings just kind of finding our way in this twisted, turbulent, exciting, inspirational world of ours. And it can be certainly very challenging but also uh, exceptionally inspiring and exciting at the same time. So um, it was always what's it all about for me. And then I ended up discovering psychology early in high school, and I didn't realize there was a whole <laughs> profession around this and a study. So that really grabbed my attention and that, uh, that informed where I went to school and college and knew I was going to be a psych major and then knew I wanted to go all the way and ended up getting a doctorate in clinical psychology, specializing in family systems um, and always wanted to contribute to others and, and help them live their best selves and, um, you know, enjoy the journey um, much as I had needed to figure that out myself. And 
certainly have my challenging times and uh, lots of adversity myself and some very, very difficult downtimes. Um, but learned that that was all part of the, the journey for me to figure those things out and find my way and uh, really has led me to where I am today, to becoming, leaving psychology formally as a therapist, becoming a coach, started our, our business in 2000. So we're just finished celebrating our 20th year in business, which wow. I'm very proud of. <laughs> Congratulations. And um, yeah, and, it, and I realized I, I'm gonna really play the big game. I think I'm gonna call the whole business extraordinary life, which of course yeah. is a pretty high bar. <laughs> um, and I'm very humbled by myself by doing that because of course, um, you know, everyone's like, well, what, what makes your life extraordinary? And like, I'm no different than everyone else listening right now, right? We're all on this journey together. So it was simply me just putting a light out there um, as a beacon, you know, not only for myself, but in service of what it means for all of us. And I love that title because just those words, an extraordinary life, it somehow, when I, when I think about it, it like opens a door for me to believe in something bigger for myself I don't know why but um it, it really like it, it acts as that beacon as you describe it but here's what I want to ask you because you gave us a great title for our conversation today which is the courage to lead an extraordinary life why courage yeah it's I mean the 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 root of courage the latin root is to take heart and I think that captures it right there, is that really to, to choose to live an extraordinary life, which is an essential part of that, is that recognizing it is a choice. We all have a choice to make um, in terms of the type of life we wanna lead and what we're willing to tolerate and not tolerate and, and whether or not we choose to overcome adversities we face and how we go about that. I mean, there's a lot of elements into, uh, related to that, which we may get into more today, but. But the courage um, really is to take heart. So it's, it's recognizing that um, it's an inward journey as much as it is an outward journey um, to understanding, um, understanding ourselves, understanding what makes us tick. So really at the core of it all um, really is heart about who am I, who are you, who are we, um, whether it's our families, our friends, our communities, but really even the whole planet, right? Like we're never been more unified in the world than we are today. And um, it takes a lot of courage to step up and, and, and have, take the journey inward in order to have the greatest impact and leave the type of legacy that I think many of us really want to have which is leaving the world better than we found it. Um, and it does take courage. It takes heart. It takes uh, um, a, uh, a determination, a commitment, a patience, um, a wisdom, and a humility, certainly, <laughs> to uh, be willing to walk that path. Hmm. And as you're speaking, you know, I kind of get a sense of that. It's almost like I felt, feel a little bit jittery in my stomach that this could actually be possible for me to actually set an intention and, and walk towards it. Now, you know, one of the extraordinary as an adjective is something I've been using quite a lot over this last year, <laughs> because, you know, I do think we live in extraordinary times, but I'm guessing that's not what you mean by an extraordinary life. So tell us a little bit about how you define an extraordinary life. Yeah, and I think I think I would define it. I think it is extraordinary times. Um, and like a, a lot of um, the, the, the essential elements for it is recognizing we're always at choice in terms of the definitions we use, how we, how we understand our experiences in our world. Um, and I do believe we always, I mean, the law of polarity talks about we've always got two sides. If you think of yin and yang, there's always a, a white and a black. There's always an up and a down, a right and a left. And in that same token, there is this place of, of inspiration and joy and possibility. And on the other side of that is failure, misery, depression, you know, it depends where we point our lens. And that's a really important part of this, this process. Um, but to your question, extraordinary, I mean, simply put, it's beyond ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> but really, what does that mean? I mean, it, it usually means, um, you know, not regular or usual business as usual we might say or customary it's something beyond that so um it, it really is about 
what I would say living beyond what's usual or customary, which, which means choosing um, a life by design, like not a life by default, I like to say. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get really conscious in a choice, um, what shows up is our life by default. Right. Yeah, I, I really get that. And I, I think that, you know, if I look back on my own life, the life by default thing is kind of what, in a way, what, what I was flung into in a way. And it took me, I have to say, and I did study psychology at college, but it Mm. took me a while to realize that um, I could kind of get in the driver's seat of my own life. Um, Which is interesting because I feel like just before you make the decision to create an extraordinary life for yourself, I wonder if there's some kind of belief that needs to be there so that you know that you can. Am I making any sense? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and and that's, that's one of the sort of X factors, I would call it. That is, um, I like to say, you know, we all have our unique thumbprint in the world. And mm. what does that look like? And it is, what is that inner drive? What is that place that, that wakes up, inspires us? It's sort of that fire that gets lit that has us, um, you know, overcome the adversity and make conscious choices um, to really supersede our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot, lot to that. You know, it's it's determination, it's vision, it's patience, it's um, you know, being really rigorous about our choices. Um, I like to, you know, I talk a lot about with clients. Um, you know, being 100% responsible, being 100% responsible for the choices we're making, the actions we take. But all of that is sort of, it can be the doing of our lives. Like, what are we doing and how are we responding? What job did we choose to do? And who do we choose to marry? Or, or who's our partner? Or who, you know, you know how we're going to be with our kids. But like you said, underneath all of that, there's a core sense of who we are as, as human beings. And I think that is the the deeper inner work that I was touching on earlier mm. um, that sparks it, it. What I like to say simply is to simply looking at your being informs your doing. And a big part of your being is recognizing that deep inner voice that we all have. If we listen and get quiet enough um, that is really seeking expression in the world to, to really leave our thumbprint, leave our legacy. Um, mm. That's, that's a big part of the journey um, and it's challenging and uh, you have to be courageous to take it. Yeah. And, you know, and as, as I'm kind of listening to you talk about that, I, I've really got this sense that in a way you're, you're working with people in, in like this holistic way in the whole of their lives. And some of our listeners that are listening might think you're a life coach, right? <laughs> but yeah. I know you're not, right? right? You've got life and leadership and legacy. And when I think about putting extraordinary life into that context, rather than just like a a person, uh, an ordinary person, let's say, who's who's not got leadership in their kind of in their role in life right right now. I just wonder, like, that feels like a very different context and very different conversations that you would be having. Can you walk us through that a little bit, this difference between well, not just ordinary and extraordinary, but like life coach and then doing this work in the context of, of leadership and business. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, so I do, you know, look at everybody as, as leaders. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think, I think many people don't define themselves as leaders, um, however they are. And I think by, by default, <laughs> Um, we are leaders of our lives and we have impact and influence um, everywhere, all the time, wherever we go. Um, and the degree to which we're conscious about what that impact is and the degree to which we're influencing uh, the people, the circumstances, even our, within our own minds, right? Our own self-talk is a place for rigorous leadership. <laughs> it's okay. even with ourselves it, where we all know uh, we can really beat ourselves up and be our own worst enemy. Um, that requires leadership within ourselves, being leaders of ourselves. Um, and so um, a big part of what Extraordinary Life is about for executive leaders is 
today more than ever, right? In a very VUCA uh, world that we're in today, which for those who are not familiar, VUCA stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, um, which really comes from the military originally um, dealing with you know extreme sort of environments that they, they face, but it's really become more commonplace in the business world. And um, a lot of what has uh, been the norm in business as in leadership management uh, is no longer adequate today, right? And, and now more than ever, to your point, you know, we're living in extraordinary times. Um, you know, the COVID uh, pandemic is, is accelerated that, you know, tenfold at least um, in that the boundaries are so blurred. Right. I mean, now it's working from home and then we've got our kids yelling in the background or the dog barking. And, <laughs> and meanwhile, you're talking to your manager or your, you know, your management team. Um, and the, the, those blurred boundaries have really brought, again, a humility to who we are as people um, mm-hmm. and who we are um, both personally um, as well as professionally. And so all of this to say, um, I really do take a holistic view, you know, and what we, the work that we do really is looking at, if you're gonna be an extraordinary leader, it involves being an extraordinary leader of yourself first, extraordinary leader of your family, your business, your employees, your teams, in your community, and being conscious about what is the impact I'm having? Is it the impact I wanna have? Is this the outcomes that I intended and if not, then how am I going to be responsible for shifting that? Um, it's an incredibly challenging um, and a very high bar to try to um, overcome. But what could be more inspiring than that, right? Mm-hmm. I think in some ways that's what we're all here to do in our own version of that is what is our best self? What does leading our best life look like? What does each person's extraordinary life look like? And um, it's, a, it's a complex and exciting journey. And I'm really glad you've described it in that way, because it kind of, in a way, I wouldn't say it makes more sense to me, but you mentioned the word consciousness. And it seems to me that this, there's some parallel here with how aware or self-aware people are to really kind of point towards how inspired they would feel or even how able they would feel even if it's possible for them, if they could hold it in their own realm of possibility to actually live an extraordinary life. Because what I'm really getting at here is it feels like, to me, like if you take Maslow's pyramid of needs, like this feels like it's kind of towards the top, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. All right, so it's in that self-actualizing space kind of, but yet here we are in our world right now where you know and this isn't true for everyone i mean i do have clients and colleagues across the whole spectrum of of experience of what's happening right now but in some ways i look at our world today and think in some ways you could look at this through the narrative that we're fighting for survival and i can look at that from a global perspective but i can also come down into an organization and I'm granted not all organizations, but some organizations find themselves also fighting for survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some leaders are finding themselves within organizational life fighting for survival. So where does this fit in that kind of a context? Because it's almost like if we're if people are hunkering down, is it possible to still do this work, to still live an extraordinary life in this? what is, as you said, VUCA and very challenging context that we find ourselves in right now, is it still possible? Absolutely, so here's, here's what I would say is that what's interesting is that the pandemic, there is a viewpoint I would assert that the pandemic is actually contributing to that, accelerating mm-hmm. that possibility for people as overwhelming 
And I think that's a very fair use of the term for many, many people, including yeah. myself. I'm not sitting here as if I somehow have all the answers. Believe me, it's yeah, been me too. <laughs> an incredible journey for me. And frank, frankly, uh, 2020 was perhaps one of my most challenging years of my whole life. I lost two parents in nine months and on top yeah. of everything else and having kids not in school. So believe me, I'm, I'm using all the tricks in the book. <laughs> You're you know, in there. <laughs> I'm in there. Yeah, I'm speaking from my own experience, too. Um but, but I do think um, it's absolutely available. And what I, the, the great part of, like what I've been sharing, <clears throat> backing up a little bit, what I've been sharing is it occurred to me once that it's sort of like the pandemic, just put the whole world on a timeout, <laughs> right? right? It's like everyone <laughs> in your rooms, you're all on timeout and I'll let you know when you guys can all come back. In the meantime, think about what you're doing, what's going on. You're all going to write a paper, you know, it's like, <laughs> so um I like that in a more lighthearted way. Um, But it's true, right? Because there's so many amazing things that happen, which we've discovered, you know, just like from pollution clearing up, um, the the waters clearing up, um, animals, um, you know, some of the ecosystems are recovering in ways that Mm -hmm. we didn't even know was possible um, with a decrease of pollution and and et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of really great things happening. and also it's getting us back to our roots, which I think is a critical part of what extraordinary life means. It's, it's really going to what are your core values? What really matters? What are what what is the root of who we are and what are we here to do? And especially in Western culture and this drive for success, and there, you know, it really rewards overachievers, super achievers. Um, and I'm sure you've had this too, Jane, right? There's so many people I've coached, you know, very successful by every definition of the word, you know, at least Western definition of the word um, that seem to have it all. And yet uniquely, given what, what I do, and I know you do as well, you know, you get what I call behind the curtain mm-hmm. and it's a very different picture that wow. very few people really see right? It's things like, you know, their relationships are on the rocks or they're divorced. There's drug abuse, alcohol abuse, um, you know, all kinds of um, just very uh, devastating um, consequences of some of the seemingly um, quote unquote right choices to be successful. And Mm -hmm. that gets overlooked and minimized and I think the great thing about the pandemic and what's happening is it's causing all of us to reassess what really matters, how, what matters in my life. How do I want to spend my time? Who do I want to spend it with? Um, you know, maybe I need to not jump on a plane three days out of every week for business and be home with my kids and not have yet another excuse why I'm not going to be at my son's baseball game or my daughter's, you know, ballet performance or whatever it may be, but really being there and, and, um, recognizing, wow, I'm so much happier and more fulfilled. Um, I might be making less money or I might feel less, um, you know, less, I don't know, substantial is the right word, more impressive, but, you know, not having the sort of um, ego boost that we might get in being in big board meetings or giving speeches for thousands of people. But at the end of the day, what really matters at the end of life, you know, I think it's our relationships it's how we spend our time. It's it's those moments that are fleeting that really give meaning and uh, value. And I think we're all learning to embrace that and appreciate it in new ways. Mm. Oh gosh, I I can't tell you how much I'm smiling at this end as you're speaking <laughs> because um, you know here's what I'm hearing you tell me, and please tell me if I've got this wrong. And I've never really thought about you and your work in this way before, but what I'm hearing is you're, you're helping people and leaders, of course, in, in organizational life, redefine their definition of success. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually been what we've done from the very beginning. I mean, I, I appreciate you putting it that way mm. because the first thing we do with anyone we work with is look at their values. And I know that, you know, that's kind of 101 at this point for any coaches out there and you learn in your coach most coaching schools teach that right away, right? It's important, Yeah. but it's not, it's not just an exercise. It's not just a, a box to check. It's absolutely foundational. 
and I know this to be true from 20 years of doing this work, um, that becomes the lighthouse. That is the beacon for when we face adversity, when we hit the rocks, you know, when we don't know if we can go another day, if we face some significant, um, you know, even ethical challenge, you know, how, what choice do we make? And, um, you know, looking at our values and where we may or may not compromise on them, where we will or won't compromise on them um, is so important. And, um, it, you know, almost every day with clients, you know, that I work with, we touch back on that, you know, when they're really facing um, some, you know, very significant challenges, um, it's almost always a touchstone. So what, you know, given these choices, which is most in alignment with your values, the values of your organization, the values that you stand for with your clients, um, your legacy you want to lead, you know, if you found out 10 years from now and you did A versus B, which would you feel more fulfilled around? You know, those types of questions and being able to answer them honestly, sincerely in integrity, you know, mm -hmm. to make yourself whole coming from integrity with the choices you're making, that's critical to, you know, living an extraordinary life and being an extraordinary leader. It seems, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of coming to a, a deeper understanding of your work just through this conversation, because, you know, in Sacred Changemakers, we talk a lot about, you know, changing the world and, and what needs to happen for us to not only kind of, uh, undo some of the damage we've done, but to also start to redefine success, you know, for ourselves as humans, what it means to be human, but also for business leaders to think about like, well, let's, we need to redefine business because it's clearly killing the planet right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm really getting this visceral reaction, <laughs> Al, to what you're saying, because this is exactly what we need right now, because I can see it on a a whole scale, like global level, if each of us could kind of really raise our awareness to this possibility for ourselves, then I can see how that ripple effect could go out into the world. And then it's almost like we redefine the way we're in relationship with ourselves, with each other, with life. And then you know, who knows what's extraordinary today could be ordinary tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Is that part of your vision? <laughs> I love that. I, I mean, I, I love that. It's, it's all beautiful how you said that. Wouldn't that be great, right? Yeah. I mean, um, wow, I, I've got like 10 things <laughs> I could say on that, um, how to choose. Um, no, I mean, one thing that pops to my mind is that today, which we do take as ordinary and even, you know, commonplace is just take something as simple as like all of us get in our cars every day and drive somewhere, right? We, right. we don't think twice about, well, pre-pandemic, but jumping on a plane and going literally anywhere in the world we want yeah. within 24 hours, basically. That's, that is extraordinary, right? That's unbelievable. And they would have, you know, they would have locked you up in the past, right? To say like, oh, well, you're going to fly on a plane to go over to India from, you know, the United States or something like, you're insane. What are you talking about? <laughs> and now we just take that as like, well, of course, why wouldn't you do that? Um, so I think that is, so this is great. So, I mean, really, you're right. When you go to this next level and you really start to look outward at a global way, that to me is the compelling question right now is we're going to look back at this period of, of time and there's things that are emerging right now that we don't even realize is, is sort yeah. of giving birth that we're going to look back on and be like, oh my gosh, how, who knew, but thank goodness that this is what unfolded from that, you know, yeah. and are we going to get there without maybe some strife and hardship or significant breakdowns and challenge? You know, it's interesting on one hand, there's a lot of reasons to be inspired and optimistic right now, but there's also a lot of, you know, a lot of evidence of uh, a lot of bad things that are happening in the world. I mean, I just, you know, I can't even think of just even our own politics, right, in, in the United States is just so toxic and out of control. It's, 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 I don't know, just sad is all I can say for me. Um, and, um, but I have to trust that in that break, I like to say there's breakdowns for breakthroughs, that in this breakdown mm -hmm. that's happening, there's going to be a breakthrough. 
that's going to get us to this other place that is hard to imagine right now, but we just have to keep walking. And that's part of the individual journey, right? When we face adversity, we trip over things, we, you know, we break our leg, we have to heal, we have to get up and we keep walking. That's part of facing adversity. Any great leader, actually this morning I had a client, a client, a CEO of mine I was working with who is dealing with exactly that. He's just, you know, he's, he's pretty burned out and tired and, and, you know, at the end of the day, you have to just keep walking and, and have faith and trust and own your values and, and make choices that are the best you can with the information you have. And that's, that's part of living in a VUCA world is, mm. is um, you know, having the courage to do that. Yeah. And what, what I love about the way you're describing all of this is that it all starts within you know, yeah. and also what I define as my extraordinary life, it's going to be really different to what you define as yours. Yet, if you're living your extraordinary life, and I am, somehow there's going to be a collective ripple <laughs> that's mm -hmm. going to, I, I, so I'm going to say this, it sounds cliched, but it's going to make the world a better place, because I'm living my life with meaning, as you've described, and, and, a, and a legacy that I would intentionally want to leave and so are you which means our generation then gets to leave a collective legacy that can make a huge difference in the world love that mm. absolutely um and isn't that the point like being able to accomplish and create things that of course none of us individually could ever dream of accomplishing but collectively yeah. um something completely new becomes possible yeah um, and there's, I want to go, I'm almost going to come full circle back now to the individual, which is that I'm also hearing you say this is open for everyone. Absolutely, it is. Um, and, and that's maybe of everything we talked about today, which I'm just, I'm so loving this conversation. I could talk about this every day, all day, um, which maybe that's why I dedicate my life to it. But um, in any case, um, no, that's the thing that I want for, if you take nothing away from today, is just recognizing that it is available, that it right. is a choice. Um, you know, I really do believe and know from experience, both personally and with hundreds of people we've worked with over time, it's, it, it is life by design. And what does that mean? That means making, you know, really conscious choices. And, and it's about, you know, things like, you know, mindset and your state of being. And, and we didn't, we haven't touched on this. this is also maybe so obvious it's right in front of us but you think of sacred change makers right it's it is about our faith right yeah. it is about spirit and and um you know that that sacred part of ourselves whatever your faith may be um whatever your relationship is to um spirituality you know religious or what otherwise um it's a critical component you know i know for me personally I had a sort of a sort of an awakening around the concept of spiritual truth. Mm -hmm. And it, it's another story for another time, but there was a moment where um, that resonated at such a deep level for me. And I realized I didn't know it, but my whole life had seemed to lead up to this one moment. This is, you know, about I don't know, honestly, like 18 years ago, just not long after I started the business, but, but where it just hit me like, blinding light that's why i'm here that's what i'm here to do it's about um bringing spiritual truth whatever that may mean for an individual forth in them mm -hmm. and everyone is in different places um with that and so for some it's just maybe honing or fine-tuning it and for others it might be reawakening it maybe it's gone dormant at some level um but I will say to be fully transparent, I learned the hard way that um, that is an absolutely foundational part of the work I do and who I work with um, because I actually coached two atheists once early oh. on and it did not go very well. Um, <laughs> I, I realized it was a fascinating learning opportunity, but um, I realized there was a lot of things that they kept like very subtle things I would say, just like, you know, well, things happen for a reason, for example. What do you mean by that? What do you mean things happen for a reason, right? So, and I realized my whole premise of sort of a spiritual um, um, context 
was not true for them at all. It was a completely different um, viewpoint on the world. And I think that's where I just, it, it didn't align for me. It just felt totally out of integrity for me personally. And so therefore, who was I to be coaching them and also honoring and respecting their view of where they're coming from, um, that it's, it wasn't a good fit. And so I actually very consciously um, sort of get a sense of where someone is with their faith. Um, and if they say I'm atheist, I don't believe in anything to do with that. Um, we're not going to be working together. And, mm-hmm. and um, it's just what I've learned. And it doesn't mean you're devout um, in your faith either. Um, just being open to the possibility that there's something greater than ourselves. There's a, a universe, right, um, that is operating in a way that we're still trying to understand and come to terms with. Mm. And I, lo- I love that bridge into sacredness with all of this and and thank you for sharing your you know what you see as your calling because that's one of the conversations we have quite a bit in sacred change makers and what I'm realizing as I'm listening to you is in all of my work there's an assumption right and and I'm going to share it with you because I've only just realized this is an insight I've just this minute got which is that what if our purpose in life, right, is to live an extraordinary life. What if that is true for each and every one of us? What if it's an essential part of being human that kind of separates us from the animal kingdom? Because we have the awareness. We can make choices in ways that other, you know, kind of beings in the animal kingdom perhaps can't. What if this is our purpose? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. I think that that really does get to the heart of it. And uh, I'm smiling too, because I think that is, I think you nailed it. Um, That is the, perhaps the most inspiring and yet challenging question that I grapple with all the time is it seems so well of course right at one level yeah yeah like, why the hell why the heck are we here anyway right um here to suffer and be miserable and you know deal with all or are we really here you know on a on a, a journey or and some people you know a soul a soulful journey and process for evolving ourselves and and why not choose extraordinary life um yeah. recognizing that it is a choice at some level you know and um, absolutely. And yet it's also, can, it can be, and certainly the most difficult place, yeah. right? you choosing that is, uh, well, I know I've used this word a lot, but it just, I can't think of a better word, but it, it is so humbling because mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's theoretically, it sounds like, well, of course, who doesn't want an extraordinary life? Yes, yeah. I want to live an extraordinary life. But the journey of it, man, it can be tough. It can be challenging for sure. Um, and there is a, a higher calling, you know, what I would say more of a, a spiritual alignment, um, which is part of that inner work and the inner exploration that is in my view, vital, um, to fully live into your purpose, which is in alignment, I think with living an extraordinary life, whatever your purpose may be and, and looking at, um, fulfilling on that doing the work necessary to discover it. And I really feel that I do. I, I mean, you know, for me to choose extraordinary life for myself, I really get this sense that that would be easy. Like I can have it as my North Star. It can be the, the dream. And as long as it stays over there as the dream in the North Star, and I don't actually have to embody it or live into it, now it's easy. But the minute I start thinking about the implications of who I'm being and who I'm becoming and what I do or don't do, now we're in implementation phase, aren't we? And now I can imagine, I can only imagine that, I mean, as coaches, we talk a lot, don't we, about the mirror, right? And I talk with my clients about business being one of the the biggest mirrors for us, which is challenging because you kind of confront your own edges in business. Mm -hmm. And now here you are not only working with business leaders, but working with them for this, almost like this, So I'm going to say it, this unattainable North Star of extraordinary life, because it's not a destination, is it? It's more like the journey, like you describe it. But 
I'd love to know, I mean, what are the kind of challenges when that mirror's held up and these, your clients, you know, and yourself or whoever starts to walk into the real commitment to making this happen in their lives, there's got to be challenges that come up. It's got to be very confronting, personally. That's what I feel. Maybe that's just my fear, maybe I'm projecting, but probably am. Uh, uh. <laughs> not at all not at all no absolutely no absolutely uh on point um and uh yeah no i think that is it it is so first of all it's absolutely a journey um you know people will sometimes say again like well extraordinary life well how's your life is it extraordinary and are you living an extraordinary <laughs> life and i'm like yeah actually i am but it's not in the way you think i am <laughs> right, right. people think it's going to be it's all like sunshine and lollipops and and you right. know fireworks and isn't this great and my life's perfect and wonderful and joyful every day quite the opposite right i think you know part of extraordinary life is embracing um, the challenge and recognizing that, you know, life is, I, I do deeply believe that life is always for us, not against us. Mm -hmm. And that's also part of it, right, is, is recognizing even in the, the losses, the challenges, the adversities we're facing, um, considering the perspective that it's actually in service of, it's for us. Um, you know, I've had you know, certainly my own challenges and adversity. And I, you know, I went through a period of, you know, really deep depression when I was younger and, uh, you know, very dark time in my life, actually. And um, I, I kind of resented it. It was a weird time where I was resenting it. But at the same time, um, I knew I had to get through it um, again, getting in to get out. And, mm. um, you know, I did therapy and that sort of thing early on. And, and the other side of that, I realized, my ability to sit here and talk with you and, and really love my life at the level I do today and to enjoy all the, the amazing aspects uh, of my life. And, and, you know, by probably many definitions, I, I'm living a pretty darn, you know, amazing mm -hmm. life. And, um, but it wasn't without doing the work, you know, the blood, sweat and tears. Um, and I think that's something that, especially in our culture that idolizes celebrity and, um, success and sp specifically around, you know, financial success and abundance, right? That, that, that's, that's the booby prize in a lot of ways. Yes, there's money's great, but, but on the other side of it, people want sort of like, I just want to be famous. I just want to be rich. Well, great, be famous and be rich. And then how do you feel? Then what? Mm -hmm. And that's another side of what we do. And we see a lot is people who've sort of reached the summit, right? And they're like, yeah. this is it. There's nothing yeah. more like I'm a multimillionaire, right? I, I'm got an incredible relationship with my wife or, you know what? I just sold my business for $50 million or, mm -hmm. you know, I've got a yacht and a supercar and blah, blah. And I go on these fabulous trips, but you know, Al, I'm just, I still feel like something's missing. I feel kind of hollow inside that to me is a tragedy, right? Yeah. Is that's, that is what I am always listening for and making sure that there is not that hole in the leaders I work with and that they're doing it from a place of integrity, authenticity, their values that they're aligned with a very critical core vision mission for what they're up to in their life. That's an important part of extraordinary life. Mm -hmm. You know, it really, really is. And, and um, not buying into the, the media version, you know, the, the, the sort of script that we're sold that's going to bring us happiness. Um, it, it's, it's often very disappointing. And I can say, I'm not saying that lightly. I, I've, I've been fortunate to work with pretty extraordinarily successful people. Um, and, uh, you know, what I said earlier, there's definitely a dark side to that. And a lot of the work I've done with some of them is stuff that, you know, you would never in a million years think that that was their biggest challenge. And yet, you know, we had to get really honest and really clear on, you know, what matters. And it was a tough journey for them, you know, it was really getting messy and rolling up their sleeves and, and, uh, you know, it's tough sometimes, but yeah. in that, all that to say, it's going through that, that's the journey going through that, that gives us the rewards and the opportunity to then, you know, leverage that that to bring us to a new level. In other words, there's no shortcuts, right? There really is no shortcuts. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's so true. As you were speaking, it kind of reminded me of, uh, I think it's the Theodore Roosevelt quote that Brene Brown uses a lot about the man in the arena. Mm-hmm. That it seems to me like, you know, that's what you're yeah. talking about. People that intentionally put themselves in the arena, kind of no matter what, that they're willing to, you know, to really move forward, make a commitment, do what it takes to, to really carve their own trail really rather than just like you say take you know and be who we think we should be in the world but rather you know connect to our spiritual truth as you say and be who we really are drop the masks and be who we really are which I mean this is such valuable work that you're doing I can't begin to tell you how like I don't know just knowing that you're out there doing this work I'll really does make my heart smile because this is what's so needed but now I'm going to come with a I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here because I I want to know I want to know because I can imagine if I talk to some of my clients about living an extraordinary life I can imagine some of them would think oh that's too idealistic like we live in the real world like get real Jane kind of thing and then there's also this side that people would also not I, I can imagine a few clients also not being open to that. So I'd love to know. I mean, is there an appetite for this now through business and the leadership sphere? And has it changed at all through the pandemic? Wow, those are great questions. Um, ones that I'm I'm actively trying to understand myself. I mean, you, you really are on point there. Um, yeah, wow. Where to even begin with that? Um, <laughs> It, it, it is, I'll say this, some people um, sort of know, or they think they know, but they don't know, right? They think yeah. they, they understand what they're doing and that they are being conscious, but they don't know what they don't know. And there's an irony about it because I've seen work with some and seen peripherally um, leaders that, you know, sort of, I've, they've got it going on and I don't need your help. And like, you know, we'll try to hire me yeah. like, so now you need to go fix all these people, <laughs> right? If you could just get them going because I'm clear, right? right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We start with you and then we, well, why would, uh, well, if that's what we're here to do, then why would we talk about, I'm not, well, we have nothing to talk about. Like I hired right. you or I want you to do this, you know? And, and that's the real paradox is that in some ways, the people who are in a position to have such great influence on the lives of tens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people sometimes are not in a place to see um, what's possible by really pulling back the curtain on their own blind spots, mm-hmm. both personally and professionally as leaders, um, even as human beings. I mean, really, that's what I'm saying, right? It's pulling the curtain back on blind spots as human beings. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's funny, I can think of times where I've sort of backed into that with some leaders and, you know, never thought we'd get, get there. And, and then they suddenly the light goes on and it's incredible. And they're, you know, sort of this transformational journey that to me is the ultimate. I love working with leaders like that, you know, and then there's others that I realize, you know, a year, two years in, like, it's just not where we're going to go. You know, mm-hmm. we're working on other things that are important and meaningful, certainly. Um, but like the spiritual connection, whatever that might be for them, um, their faith, their alignment with a, a deeper purpose other than something that might be more, in my view, superficial, you know, making more money, positioning the, the business to sell, um, you know, those types of things. Um, it doesn't, isn't as meaningful for me, you know, but it's mm. meaningful for them. And so I'll work with them and it's exciting in, in one hand, but it doesn't go to that deep resonant place um, that I also know is available for them. But I guess that's the point at the end of the day, it's a choice that we have to make. Once again, we're back to choice mm. and some people, you know, and there's a whole psychology around this too, right? In terms of conscious, unconscious, subconscious mm. um, about whether we're really willing to be vulnerable with ourselves, let alone with someone else to, to, to really look inward and, and consider you know, the places where we may not feel 
the way we want to leave it at that you know what i've just heard you say <laughs> and i love this i have to say i just love this i've just heard you tell me and please tell me if i've got this wrong but i i heard you tell me that when you meet a leader and they step forward and say yes i'm making the choice to have an extraordinary life that one single action in itself is extraordinary yes i love that <laughs> oh i'm writing that down <laughs> so it's Thanks, all yeah so it's almost yeah. like right at the outset there so although this is, I get now what you were saying at the beginning, you know, the high bar and the low bar, because this is what you're saying is this is open to everyone, but not everyone is going to be open enough to choose it. Yes. So yes. just in the choice, you're extraordinary to begin with. Yeah. Because you've actually, um, yeah. So I. Wow. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Absolutely. It's, it starts with that choice. Um, yeah, it's saying yes. You know, there, there's actually, that's reminding me of one of my favorite phrases, the answer to how is yes. yes. Right? The answer to how is yes. And the, and the biggest, and I'm guilty as anybody on this, but, um, you know, we try to figure things out and have it all mapped out and be safe and figure, you know, here's what's going to happen in order for me to get here. But a lot of times it's simply not available. And it's right. not until we commit and say yes to it that we then find our way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so with you on that. And I know, and it's one of the things I tell my coaching clients, you know, when you, you know, working with me as a, as a coach, it's not meant to be easy. It's meant to be challenging because you're not only saying yes to me, you're not only saying yes to the coaching and yes to your future. You're actually saying yes to yourself as yeah. well. So just when you make that commitment to say yes to coaching, you're already making a huge change in your life yeah. <laughs> just by saying yes. And the other thing I get is another thing I want to ask you before we finish is um, can people live extraordinary lives without a coach? And I'll tell you, I don't want you to jump in quickly and answer because what I'm going to tell you where I'm getting to here is that, of course, like coaching has come out of sports coaching and stuff. And when you think of any world-class athletes, they all have coaches. Right. And so it's, and I, I still question this. I think that as humans and certainly as leaders, we need someone to help guide us beyond our own edges, whether that's a coach or a mentor or whatever. But it's like we need that, that mirror, that person that can take us where we don't want to go. And I think that's a critical part of uh, what you're talking about here with Extraordinary Life. I do think it is. Yeah, take us where we don't want to go and that we certainly don't want to go alone, right? Yes. And won't, won't go alone won't right? go alone. So that's absolutely. Um, and that's a fantastic question. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know, because I'm sitting here, as you were saying, and I'm trying to think of a single example, and maybe someone in the audience, you know, could share that in a, in a blog or something on, on you know, in the website, <laughs> but um, I'd love to hear it, because I don't know who would be an example of that. Someone who, uh, be, however they this whoever whoever person defines extraordinary but did they do it alone and I, I don't know that that's I don't think it's possible I can't imagine who um you know I'm just thinking about even just I mean what like one of the most iconic important books ever written on success right is uh, thinking grow rich yeah uh, by Napoleon Hill and what we learn there is just even mastermind groups right were created that's what that's what these, you know, titans of industry and business were doing is they realized that they simply, there's no way they could have the answers. There's no way they right. could have accomplished what they did without multiple people and leveraging their skills and, and having a consortium of insight, um, you know, yeah. mentors, coaches, absolutely. And they didn't call it coaching back then, but it was, you know, coaching, you know, what, what do you think I should do? You know, Jane, what should I do, Frank? Yeah. You know, like, well, I don't know. Here's what I would do. Okay. Well, um, you know, that's mentoring, that's coaching. And yeah. then ultimately we have to make our own choices and learn from those choices. And sometimes we'll maybe hit a home run and other times we may fall in the dirt, you know, but 
it's all part of the learning, right? It's in service of our growth and, and the yeah. opportunity to go to the next level. And so I, th- I think my answer to it would be no. I, I, and I don't know of anyone who has succeeded at, mm. at really high levels that hasn't. Yeah. And I think what you're speaking to there again brings me into this, um, this idea of, of uh, sacred space in a way, because for me, you know, people who've never had coaching or good coaching or good mentoring kind of think of it as like a transactional relationship, like you're going to help me get X and therefore hold me accountable and make me do X, Y, Z. And, and when you've actually had coaching with a great coach like you, you know, there's something that happens in that interrelationship space, whether it's with you and one client or in a team, it happens as well in those interrelationship spaces. I mean, I know in a lot of spiritual traditions, they talk about it as the corridors, <laughs> but yeah. in those invisible spaces, and I know you've experienced this, Al, because I'm sure we talked about it at some point, but there's almost like some magic in the invisible that we can't, we can't really touch it or see it, but we feel it, we experience it, we know it's there. And we call it things like aha moments and insights and stuff, but there really is something for me now at this stage of my career, I realize there is something magical and unknown that happens when I get in a relationship with somebody else. So together really is better because of that. Well, I think what you're touching on is energy. I mean, that's what I would say that there's an energetic um, dynamic that happens, you know, and we can certainly look, you know, point to quantum theory, which is, you know, not theory now it's proven. There's a scientific, you know, basis now for understanding how we're connected in ways we never knew. And so I think that's what I hear you touching on too, is that there is sort of a sacred connection, um, whether it's one-on-one, one-on-one with the group or even globally, you know, even countries, um, there's a, there's an energetic sort of unity that, um, resonates and impacts our experience at at various levels. That's what I, what occurs to me as you're sharing that. Yeah. And, and that's why I think in a way it's just another kind of kind of data point really in thinking about when I've done my own inner journey work on my own right and I may you know even if I'm in a spiritual retreat with a lot of other people there's something there's a very different texture to that inner journey work even if I'm not talking to anybody but I'm in a room maybe meditating or contemplating and there are other people doing their own thing there's something that happens in that context that's very different to me just sat I don't know uh in 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 my bedroom or whatever, just by myself doing my own thing. And there's something also that happens because I also see it in, if I go for a walk and do like contemplation, I have a relationship with nature that also brings something different out, (laughs) which is just really, really fascinating to me. But I, I just love everything that you've shared today. And I, I know our, our listeners will have just been hanging on your every word, Al. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. They might've been scared and run away. We've lost half the audience. They're like, oh my gosh, is, I don't want to sign up for that journey. <laughs> yeah, but before we finish, I'd just like to ask you one final question. You know, if there's something that you'd want to share with our listeners, something that we haven't got to yet today, what might it be? I think it's just to underscore, you know, what we've been exploring today, which was has is just a phrase that's was been transformational for me and, and that I share with clients. And I, I hope this is something that's practical and people can walk away with and apply immediately, which is just that, you know, considering that every choice that we're making is bringing us closer to or farther from what we most want, right? Every choice we're making is bringing us closer to or farther from what we most want. And that I think is the simplest way to recognize how critical, you know, our choices are and being conscious and conscientious about the choices we're making. And, and recognizing that each time we decide whether something as simple as what food I put in my mouth, whether I go for a walk or not, what I say or don't say um, at, you know, at, the, at the family dinner table, you know, or 
you know, where I choose to go on vacation or not. All of those choices are coloring our lives in ways that are going to enrich or perhaps even um, inhibit, you know, us living into our potential and our fulfillment and really creating an extraordinary life. I mean, it's, it's almost as simple as that. So elegantly stated. Thank you so much, my friend, for being on here. Oh my I gosh, just what a great conversation. conversation. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. I'm so grateful. I'm so humbled by you. You're you're such a you're such an amazing leader yourself. You're so inspirational. I'm oh. I'm very, very privileged to be able to call you a friend, mentor, you know. Um, and Thank I'm you. so grateful for you having me on. And I, I certainly hope that uh, the audience found this uh, helpful as well. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, guys, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening in. Before we go, I want to remind you that all the resources and links for our guests are in the show notes at sacredchangemakers.com and our growing community of changemakers are actually our sponsors who help us to keep doing our work in the world. We're a network of people committed to making the world a better place. We support each other to grow personally and professionally and together we're making a direct impact aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, all visible on our website. So if you're interested, I invite you to take a look. It's time to build a bridge from what you want in life to include what the world needs from you. Together, we can make a meaningful difference. Again, you can find us at sacredchangemakers.com. And if our episode resonated with you today, I hope you'll consider joining us. So for now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your intention and your efforts to make our world a better place. Until next time, lots of love.